You're listening to the Assembly Call IU podcast and postgame show, the place where Indiana fans across the globe hang out online after every IU basketball game. If you want to get more out of being an IU basketball fan, then make sure you're subscribed to our email newsletter. Go to assemblycall.com slash join today and sign up for free. That's assemblycall.com slash join. This episode of The Assembly Call is brought to you by Crane Credit Union. Get a $150 deposit into your new Crane Credit Union checking account when you get e-statements, have direct deposit, and use your debit card. Plus, there's no monthly service charges and no minimum balance to open your account. Stop into any of Crane Credit Union's 14 locations or visit their website at cranecu.org for more information. That's cranecu.org. Crane Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. And now, get ready for another brand new edition of Assembly Call Radio. And welcome, Hoosier fans, to this week's edition of Assembly Call Radio. This is episode number 36 of Assembly Call Radio, and it is our 328th episode overall of the Assembly Call, recorded on the evening of Thursday, July 20th, 2017. I am Jared Morris, your host for Assembly Call Radio, where each week we break down the most important IU basketball stories from the past seven days. Remember that if you can't catch one of our shows live, you can always catch up with our podcast. Just search for Assembly Call wherever you listen to podcasts, and you will find us. All righty. Well, let's begin how we always begin, and that is with our Hoosier Proud Banner Moment. And I think it's pretty obvious what the banner moment was from this week. It goes back to Monday when we had that flurry of recruiting activity. You know, a lot of people were wondering, you know, okay, Archie's here. Things are going well. Things, you know, seem to be on the right path. But when are we going to get a commitment, guys? And all of a sudden, within 24 hours, bang, 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 Indiana gets three commitments. First, from Race Thompson of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Next, from Jerome Hunter of Pickerington, Ohio. And then finally, from Demise Anderson of South Bend, Riley. It was a huge, huge flurry from the Hoosiers. Three four-star commitments. A great sign that the Archie Miller era is off on the right foot. And obviously, now we turn our attention to who will the point guard be? What will Romeo do? But getting those three commitments, really building the foundation for a solid class in 2018 uh, was just absolutely a huge, huge moment for Indiana and a great sign that things are on the right track. And so that is our Hoosier Proud banner moment brought to you by our friends at HoosierProud.com. And by the way, we're going to spend a lot of time this evening talking about those three youngsters, Race Thompson, Jerome Hunter, uh, and Demise Anderson, giving you some detailed scouting reports on each of them. That is coming up. In this episode, but first, let me introduce my esteemed co-hosts for this evening. To my left, we have an immensely proud husband and over-the-moon happy dad who recently welcomed his second child into this world. Welcome back, Zach McCrite, and congratulations on the new addition to your family. Thank you very much. It has been a whirlwind of uh, two weeks uh, since baby was born, and uh, and very, very uh, exhausted, but it's as as many uh, fathers and mothers, whoever may be listening, uh, know out there, it is a different kind of exhausted. It is a, it is an exciting kind of exhausted. It is a delirious kind of exhausted, and it's fun. So, um, um, it's fun. Am I am I to go? It's, hey, is it is it time? is McCrite's minute. You go. Do, Here do we I go. Have the floor. You have I don't the floor. Have much, I don't have much to say that we won't already get into. I mean, I know you know whenever we go into. Um, these shows, you know, and Jared does a lot of preparation for these shows just to let uh, uh, those of you out. He and, does? He, in YouTube and radio land. Uh, no. Um, you know, the, the, the thing that's always on my mind seems to always be the thing that is already on the run sheet for uh, tonight's show. So I will um, I will save my my schedule rants and things of that nature uh, for, for that particular topic. I think, um, just one thing I'm, I'm going to leave a lot of the recruiting because I am not a huge recruiting guru. I'm, I'm, um, I think when, when, when you have a billion things going on, you start to prune your 
sports watching and sports following tree and you prune it down a little bit. And I think I pruned the recruiting branch. And I know for a lot of you out there now, sans a guy like Romeo, who's in my backyard, uh, you know, and, and like literally and actually, he might be in your backyard right now. Like that I, I think I could actually throw the basketball to him and get the assist. Get but, him to work um, on the hedges out back. Trim the trim the yeah, guard. No kidding, right? Um, yeah, I'm going to need a little extra help now with the extra kid. But um, uh, save for those uh, couple of moments, I think um, I'll leave that uh, that heavy load to uh, to the people that know it better. Only I will say is that I think we get our first real glimpse into um, the kind of positionless basketball that it appears will will happen under Archie Miller. I mean, I think if I'm not mistaken, the three recruits that were, that were all committed this past week are six, 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 seven, six, eight. Um, I know, I know people are going, where's the point guard? And I'm sure that will come, but, um, but even so it looks like it's just grab talent and do what you will. And to me, um, you know, I was always told if you have five guys that are six, seven, and you have them in the in the lineup, and you can switch everything. That's probably better than than having guys that range anywhere from six foot tall to seven foot tall. So um, for me, that's the one thing on the very very outskirts that I like about this. So I'm in positionless, but hopefully not rollless, because we saw how that worked last year, that's and true. it wasn't pretty. All right, to my right, we have a man who is already thinking of the first clever pun, clever pun that he will use involving Demisi Anderson's name. Something like the release on his jump shot is Demisi on the eyes. You know it's coming. He's a columnist for TheBigLead.com, and he is a man who has not slept nor eaten since Monday because he drove all the way to Minneapolis, Minnesota to get tape, and then Pickerington, Ohio to get more tape, and then South Bend, Indiana for even more tape, and then finally back to his beautiful home of San Diego, former home of the Chargers, if you didn't know, to quickly watch said tape and then pull together scouting reports on Indiana's new commit so he would be ready for tonight's show he is a hero, ladies and gentlemen. He is Ryan Phillips. Ryan, what would you like to rant about tonight? Uh, you know, I, th- I look. First of all, I am a hero. I think everybody <laughs> who listens to the show knows that. Um, but no, I, I think that that certainly it was the big, uh, you know, twenty four hours Archie Miller had on on Sunday and Monday, and and reeling in those three recruits. I mean, there's just three. You got three top one hundred recruits reeled in in twenty four hours. One of whom is going to be on campus this year at some point. We don't know, but but Race Thompson is going to uh, going to enroll at some point this year, and uh, and likely redshirt uh, is the plan. But he wants to be on campus, and and I think the eagerness, his eagerness to get on campus is great because you know. He gets into the college weight program. He gets uh, all the benefits of being on campus, being around the team and learning the system so that when it does come for his actual you know, redshirt freshman year and it's time for him to hit the court, he's going to have a jump ahead on all the rest of the 2018 guys, which will be big. Um, I, I think he's a guy having watched a little bit and we'll get into it more later who could have probably played this year if he needed to, you know, if Indiana needed him. But I think it's a smart idea for him to, to come in in red shirt like that. Um, so yeah, I, I think it, it was just a big, big couple days. As you said, people were kind of wondering, all right, we like everything this Archie Miller guy's doing, but where are the recruits? And, um, maybe we're starting to see a little bit of a, of a domino effect, uh, you know, take place. Absolutely. All righty. So we have a very busy show for you tonight. We're going to talk recruiting. Obviously, we have scouting reports of all of the new commitments, both from Ryan. I have some thoughts on them. And then uh, our our scout from Twitter uh, who connected with us, Adam Crone, also has some thoughts. And so we're going to relay those to you as well. He's seen all these guys play. Uh, And then uh, we have mailbag, as we always do, some questions. Uh, And we're also going to talk about the double plays, which were announced today, the Big Ten double plays, because there is an element there that absolutely ticks me off, and we're going to talk about that. But first, real quick, a word about this week's sponsor, SeatGeek. As you know, buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated, but there is a better, simpler way to buy with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to live events. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. Like, for instance, if you're an IU fan and you want to watch IU play Purdue in one of the greatest rivalries in college basketball, and you'd like to go to the game in Bloomington and West Lafayette, but, oh, wait... 
the Big Ten didn't schedule Indiana and Purdue twice because it's <laughs> dumb and they only play once. But if they did, you could go to both games at a great price because of SeatGeek, but because of the Big Ten and their idiotic policy, you can only see Indiana and Purdue play once this year. But when you do, use SeatGeek to find them because SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. And best of all, our listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code ASSEMBLY today. That's promo code ASSEMBLY, A-S-S-E-M-B-L-Y, for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. You are listening to the Assembly Call. I am Jared Morris here with Ryan Phillips and Zach McCrite talking about a busy week of Indiana basketball news. And guys, before we get to the recruiting, let's just quickly cover this double play topic. So it was announced today... The double plays for Indiana and Big Ten play, Michigan State, Minnesota, Ohio State, Illinois, and Iowa. First thing that jumps out there, obviously, only playing Purdue once. I've spoken my piece on that. Both of you can rant on that if you wish. But let's also just discuss real quick how tough this is. Obviously, these are the teams Indiana plays twice. They play everybody else once. You know, Michigan State, they're obviously going to be one of the five, ten best teams in the country. So that's tough, playing them twice. Minnesota was pretty good last year. Expect to be pretty good again this year. And Ohio State, Illinois, and Iowa are all teams with question marks. Ohio State and Illinois both with new coaches. Iowa having to replace Peter Jock. I think all in all, it's pretty fair and I would say even favorable for Indiana. Uh, you know, when you look at a team like Purdue, who their double plays are Maryland, Michigan, Minnesota, Rutgers, and Wisconsin. Uh, that seems like a much deeper um, and more difficult set of double plays than what Indiana got. Um, so I like that there's the chance to beat a good team like Michigan State. But, you know, you're also not, not overloaded, you know, with teams like Ohio State and Illinois and Iowa, uh, you know, ha- having some question marks coming in. Uh, Ryan, anything jump out to you about this scheduling? Well, obviously the Purdue thing is is kind of jarring. Um, you know, it's interesting because I think it was a couple of years ago Indiana didn't play Purdue twice also, three years ago maybe. Um, and, you know, that was a kind of a big deal then, and people made a big deal out of it. Um and it didn't happen again. And I guess if it is truly random, that's going to happen from time to time. Uh, but, you know, I think Indiana worked out pretty favorably for them. As you said, Michigan State, we always seem to get stuck playing Michigan State twice. And, and they're always a great team, always a tough team. Um, and uh, so that's going to be an issue. Playing at the barn, we know we're going to have to play at the barn. We know how we all feel about the barn. Um, but then Illinois, Iowa, Ohio State, uh, I think, um, are pretty favorable matchups. Uh, we'll see at Ohio State, you know, in Illinois, they have new head coaches. We'll see how that affects the way they play and, and how they do this year. But, um, yeah, I, I think that M- uh, Michigan State and Minnesota are certainly the, the difficult ones. Yeah, I'll, I'll just say this, um, and I'll try to be brief. Uh, the, while I always am used to Purdue and Indiana getting together twice, I, there's a part of me, a very small part of me, and I know I'll be in the minority, that kind of wishes that this um, rivalry only happened once a year. I feel like some of the best rivalries in college basketball only happen once a year. I'm Now, I'm from southern Indiana, so UofL versus UK, Louisville versus Kentucky, that one time a year, it has, you know, there's something about that one time a year that you don't get when IU takes on Purdue twice a year and you don't get when North Carolina takes on Duke twice a year, et cetera, et cetera. If this became, if this became a thing that just happened every year, I'd be cool with it. Um, I'd be very cool with it. But in the, in the meantime, if it's not, and it's going to be one, one time we'll play you once and the next time we'll play you twice. That stuff always gets on my nerves. I really, I was looking through the only other point I've got to make is it seems like maybe Penn state Maybe got a better draw. I don't find be- a, a, a more favorable draw than Indiana's. There's a couple that are arguable, but Penn State has Iowa, Maryland, Nebraska, Northwestern, and Ohio State. Wow. And I don't think you can get much better than that. But yeah. um, other than that, those are my two points on the schedule. And obviously we'll have to see how teams shake out because no one really thought Minnesota sure. was going to be as good last year as they were, and so there's always surprises. Uh, Zach, I just want to say respectfully that I vehemently disagree with you about how you can do. <laughs> it should be played twice every year, home and away. Our guys need to deal with Mackey Arena. Their guys need to deal with Simon Scott Assembly Hall, and that's just how it should be. That's what makes the world right. Indiana-Kentucky should play once. Indiana-Purdue should play twice. And anything outside of that is just wrong, and it's not the world that I want to – that's just that's not the world that I grew up in. It's not the world I want to be in. So let's fix this, and let's make the world right. 
All righty. Coming up in our next segment, it is time to talk about the new recruits. So Race Thompson, Jerome Hunter, and Demisa Anderson, we're going to break down all three and tell you about the first three uh, commitments of the Archie Miller era. That is coming up on the assembly call. Stick with us. Uh, and we're going to talk about that because, Ryan, you did a lot of work to get this tape, and we got to make it worth it, worth your effort. You are listening to The Assembly Call. I am Jared Morris here talking IU Hoops with Ryan Phillips and Zach McCright. And let's jump right in here because the topic that everybody wants to talk about is the three new commits, Race Thompson, Jerome Hunter, and Demise Anderson. And we've got scouting reports on all three guys. So Ryan has obviously watched extensive tape on each of these guys, and he has thoughts. Uh, our buddy Adam Crone, who on Twitter is acrone1985, I highly recommend that you follow him. A really good uh, college basketball and just IU follow uh, goes to a lot of these events and has scouted these guys and sent me a massive email about them. And so I've got some bullet points from him as well on these guys because he's watched them more than I have. And so his opinion is is better than mine. Um, and so we're going to give you some bullet points from him too and then let Ryan talk about each guy. So let's start with Race Thompson, who, Ryan, as you mentioned, is planning to redshirt. He might uh, get to campus you know, soon for the fall and be there all year. It could take him a little bit longer to finish his high school requirements, and so he might not get there until the second semester, but he is going to reclassify. He is planning to redshirt, and so we'll see how that goes. But he's you know, a really interesting player, about you know, 6'7", six, 6'8", six, you know, has good size, and what you hear from a lot of people, you know, and, and, and this is what Adam said as well, is that he's really got good range on his shot and good shot mechanics. And obviously when you have a guy who's that size, you know, who has the frame to put on some bulk and can go down low and bang a little bit, you know, be a rebounder, be a defensive player, but also be able to step out and shoot, that really adds a nice dimension when, you know, Zach mentioned, you're trying to play this more positionless style of basketball where guys have more roles than they have uh, positions. And so I think that's big. The question for race, it seems like will be, you know, kind of getting his body right, trying to improve his athleticism to be able to play at the next level, but a really skilled, interesting player who also, interestingly enough, is an AAU teammate of Matt Hurt, a five-star guy in the class of 2019, I believe that Indiana is interested in and basically every other big school in the country is interested in. So how that relationship affects Indiana's recruitment, I don't know. But race, you know, as all these guys, a top 100 recruit, a really intriguing prospect. Ryan, what did you come away thinking about race after watching him play? Well, I thought he's a big guy uh, at six eight, and you know he's listed at two hundred. I think he's probably a little bigger than that, but it's not necessarily great weight. But he has a he plays a power game really on the inside. He really wants to get to the hoop, but he also can hit step out and hit jumpers, as you said, and he's got really good shot mechanics. Um, he's an aggressive finisher and is not afraid of contact. That was one thing I really liked about seeing that. And he's already got a really nice array of post moves. Um, he's a good rebounder, appears to be a willing defender, as far as I can tell, uh, you know, from the video I watched. Um, he really does need to get stronger and work on his body, though. I feel like it's not a great he, – he's, he's got very um, – he's, he's not super muscular and he's not super athletic, as, as I'm sure you noted uh, but I, I think that there is a sneaky athleticism there that he can unlock from time to time when he's going up for dunks and things like that. His vertical is a lot better than I thought it was. So I think he really just needs a strength program to unleash that. Um, he, uh, he, I've heard on, people compare him to Juwan Morgan. Do you buy that? The thing that I would compare him and actually the two other guys to Juwan Morgan is that they're all Swiss Army knives. They're all guys who can do multiple things for you. I could see the comparison to Juwan. I think Juwan's a better athlete. Um, but again, it's sneaky athleticism with Juwan. You didn't step. He didn't step onto campus and everybody was lauding his athleticism like OG Ananobi. But he's a great athlete and it shows up from time to time. So I think I think Grace Thompson really needs to get into a, a strength program and, and work on his flexibility, his lateral quickness, things like that. Um, and, and I think he can become a better. Um, a much better athlete with that. Uh, and um, one thing is on his longer jumpers, I think he leans back too far and that can, that can result in a flat shot. Um, so he's kind of just falls away when he shoots. And, and if he can just get on balance with his jumper, I think it'll be, it'll be lethal because he certainly has nice mechanics and a great feel on that. Um, and, uh, and he really likes, there's a, there's a spinning move he likes in the poster. It's a fadeaway that is incredibly pretty. I'm not sure it's the smartest shot in the world, 
but it goes in a lot. And if it works for him, it works for him. But he has, he has a nice little fadeaway that, uh, that Indiana fans are going to like, as long as that's not the only shot he relies on and he tries to get to the hoop more. Someone make note of Ryan saying if it works for him, it works for him. So that in three years when he's criticizing that shot on a post game. Oh, I'm going to be all over we, it. All <laughs> over it. Remember this. Okay, so next up, we talked about Race Thompson. Let's talk about Jerome Hunter from Ohio. He is the highest rated of these three guys. And I tell you, you know, everybody that you talk to, and I talked to Alex Bozich about this guy, Adam, you know, uh, Ryan, I think you share this sentiment. A lot of other people do. People are just really excited about his potential. And, you know, not a ton of negatives to point out, but just tons and tons of positives. And people are really effusive in their praise of Jerome's athleticism, of the way that he plays, and his potential because he's not a guy who has played a lot of basketball. He just, I think, picked up the game, you know, in middle school and started taking it seriously a few years ago. And to do that, you know, I think, okay, he's a great athlete. Maybe he's a little bit raw, but he's a pretty skilled guy. And that's that's what comes out. You know, I've just watched highlight tapes, but also when you, you know, when you read what people say about him who have watched him more, you know, like what Adam said, you know, he just raved about his offense, you know, said instant offense can literally score from anywhere uh, and also said huge upside with this kid. I don't see him making it to his senior year. I see him leaving after his junior season once he learns the game and puts on more weight. You can't teach hustle and he has it and it was all over the court. A smooth player that makes it look easy. Great shot. Quick trigger will just pull up and hit on you and also mentioned how great of a floater he has. And so just in that quick description, you kind of hear a very uh, multifaceted offensive game. And obviously, he's got the athleticism to be a really good defender in a system like what Archie Miller has. And so people are just really, really excited about his potential. And Ryan, I'm pretty sure the same goes for you. Yeah, at the top of my list on my notes, it just says, love this kid. I, 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 I love everything Jerome Hunter brings. I think he's going to be a lot more highly rated than he is right now by the time uh, the end of his senior season. Um He's just a guy that is getting better by leaps and bounds. And, and, you know, at 6'7", he's probably a little under 200 pounds. He's pretty skinny, and he has room to put on weight. I think he's going to be taller. He's incredibly – he has incredible length. Um, He is an unbelievable shooter. He has perfect form, especially – you know, when you consider he hasn't played basketball that seriously for that long, he has perfect form, a perfect release, gets great rotation on the ball, um, is very balanced when he takes off. You know, there's not a lot of showboating in his shot where he's trying to, like, you know, finish high and and, you know, show off with it. He's just it's everything is perfect. And there's one goal, and that's to put the ball in the hoop. Um I think he's got a great feel for the game. That was the the thing I noted watching full game film of him is he just has an incredible feel for the game. He knows when to when to drive, when to pull up, when he's got enough space to to pull up and have room to get it off over his defender, and then when to just move the ball. Um, he also uses his length really well, grabs a lot of rebounds. He's going to need to get better with his body as far as rebounding is concerned. But right now, he's just the kind of guy who just reaches over people and snatches the ball. But he's also a good enough ball handler that he can get out and transition as soon as he rebounds it and, and can lead the break. And and that's impresses it, that, that impresses me a lot, especially for his age. Um, incredible shooting touch mid range or deeper. He's a great shooter. Um, he's not bad around the hoop, but he needs to, he needs to get better uh, finishing. He is more smooth than strong at this point, which means he needs to bulk up um, the way he's getting baskets around the rim is by being smoother and quicker than people. And that's not going to happen at the next level. He needs to be stronger and needs to be able to finish through contact and things like that. And I haven't seen much evidence of that. Uh, He will definitely need to bulk up when he hits college. Uh, I think most high school players do. I don't think that's, that's really a shock, but with him specifically, because of the way he's going to need to also score going to the basket, he's going to need to get bigger. Um, I, I think he's a decent athlete. I don't think he's a overwhelming athlete. I think he's a good athlete, um, but not one of these elite, jump over you guys but the thing is that his athleticism plays in perfectly to the way he plays the amount of athleticism he needs to be a scorer like he is 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 perfectly married uh, to his game and I also saw uh, the makings of decent vision I don't think he's there yet but but decent he, he spots things and it's almost like he spots them a half second too late and I think that's just a lack of experience um, but in the games that I watched he would get the ball out and get it there for the assist but it was almost like he saw it just a fraction too late. So more experience, that'll help. He'll anticipate more than just spotting the open guy. When you write your memoir, The Makings of Decent Vision would be a, an interesting title for it. Yeah, that would be good. I, think I was it. thinking maybe I've got if a it few. works for him, it works for him. 
I think I think I think I certainly I've not. Said that my mem- my memoir was going to be titled "I Could Nap," but I you know. Well, it it certainly won't be. He uses his length really well. Okay, no, no. Uh, you are Ooh. listening. <laughs> you are listening to the Assembly Call. Uh, I'm Jared Morris here with Ryan Phillips and Zach McCrite, and we are giving you scouting reports of Indiana's three commits from the past week. So we have talked now about Race Thompson. We've talked about Jerome Hunter. Let's talk about Demise Anderson from Indiana, from South Bend, Indiana. Uh, Adam Crone, uh, our, our Twitter scout. Uh, again, he sent me huge write-ups on these guys. And, you know, the thing that he noticed about Demise that Alex Bozich did too, you know, when I joined him on podcast on the brink, is Demise is just a score. He's a knockdown shooter. He's a score. He's got a quick release. He's got a nose for the ball. You know, he, he finds a way to, to rebound and then get the ball up, you know, up on the rim. Like he just, he's one of those guys that just has a knack for scoring, even though he may not be the greatest athlete on the court, uh, you know, may not have, you know, all the fancy dribbling skills and all of that, but he just knows how to score the basketball. Uh, and really every positive that you see about him, you know, is about his scoring ability. There seem to be some questions about, you know, his, his ball handling, his passing, you know, maybe even his athleticism, uh, you know, it, that will obviously need to get better. But, you know, at some point you need guys that can just put the ball in the basket. And he is a guy who can certainly do that. I'm curious, Ryan, if you noticed what I did when watching him play, which is that, you know, he doesn't really set his feet very well when he shoots and he gets a little bit off balance. You, know, you kind of watch him, his, his feet kind of kick out from underneath him. And that will work sometimes at the high school level when you have more space to shoot. I wonder as the windows close a little bit, if he's going to have to tighten up those mechanics to be able to shoot with the same efficiency at the college level that he has at the high school and AAU level. I mean, he's a really, I'm really excited about him. I think he's going to be a fun player just because guys like him that just have a knack for scoring are fun to watch. It is going to be interesting to see how his game translates to the next level. I wrote a dissertation on what's wrong with his shot. I, I mean, I legitimately, <laughs> I wrote. A, um, so he's a good shooter. He is. And, and he gets results. Uh, that is certainly true. Um, and he's not afraid either. The guy will. He's not. A, he's not shy at all. Um, but I don't like his form right now. Uh, he rarely holds his finish. Uh, you know, when he when he's uh, when he releases it. It, it he doesn't keep his hand high he pull he snatches his arm back a lot of times he um his right leg as you mentioned his right leg will kick out from under him which means he's off balance when he's shooting and, and that's not okay um he does have a quick release but it's almost like it's too quick and he just snaps his arm back and it's kind of a I don't want to call it lazy or showboating, but that's kind of what it is. It's, you know, you fire it and you kind of want to bounce back on defense as it's in the air and do that Steph Curry thing. Well, there's a reason Steph Curry is the guy who does that. It's because he can do it. He's earned that the right to do that. As a high schooler, you haven't. So he needs to work on balance on his shot, on on the finishing, uh, and on his release. Uh, but they go in, and that means he's got the makings of a good shot. He actually gets really good rotation on the ball despite my complaints about it. Um, I, I think he's got solid touch around the rim, but he's not really a, a, a powerful finisher considering his size. I mean, he's six, six, probably pushing six, seven, and he's got to be up around 200 pounds. Um, and, and he's, uh, you're right in, in that he's a scorer. Um, and, and, but at the same time, there, there's a lot that needs to be fixed there because I think that he just needs to be more focused when he has the ball. Uh, not a great ball handler. Uh, he can play some defense, but his lateral quickness is not there. Again, he's another guy who will tremendously benefit from a, a college weight program, getting into game shape, getting into college shape. Um, and, and he's big for a wing, and so he's going to really need to get that flexibility, uh, get flexibility and and lateral quickness. We saw it with Thomas Bryant, got gradually better with that as well, sort of unlocked uh, some some athleticism there. And I think the same thing will happen with Anderson. Um, and and so, he's, yeah, he's I, another guy who is ascendant. You know, like he's really yeah, no, for sure. He's I mean, moved look, up the charts, which is which is what you want to see. Not a guy and, who was highly rated and then is like moving down. And everything that I saw that was an issue can be fixed. I mean, you know, it's not like there's this gaping, gigantic problem with his game. Um, he is. Uh, certainly a talented guy knows how to score. Those guys are rare. I mean, we just have an innate ability to score, especially when you have an innate ability to score and you haven't unlocked 
you know, the best parts of your game yet. So it'll be interesting to see how he develops this year. Um, I'm sure he'll be in the mix for Mr. Basketball and, and all those awards and everything. It'll be interesting to see how he handles that and how he develops throughout the rest of the summer and into the fall and, and starting up his season. Yeah, absolutely. And he's a kid from Indiana, and Indiana needs to go back to getting four-star guys from the state of Indiana. And I think that's why the commitment of Demise Anderson was, I mean, in addition to the fact that you're getting a really good player, a guy with a, you know, a lot of potential, that's the other reason why it was important. Uh, well, let me just say something real quick, too. It's yeah. also important that they're recruiting the Midwest. Like, forget the just Indiana thing. They got a guy from Ohio, they got a guy from Minnesota, and they got a guy from Indiana. That's recruiting your backyard, even if it's not just Indiana. I know everybody's you know, wants the Indiana guys, but hey, there are great players in Illinois. There's some great players that come out of Michigan. There's some great players that come out of everywhere in this region. They're so competitors in, the, in Big Ten country. Exactly, and they know. And, and out of the a, gate. When, when you get them, you're keeping them away from rivals, too. So, I mean, that, that's a big part of the whole thing. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, Zach, you have a, a, a comment and, and another topic, so we're going to hit that at the top of our next segment. We are also going to get to our Twitter Q&A because we've got a bunch of good questions. Uh, so that is coming up. Stick with us here on the Assembly Call. But final thought on these recruits as we're all excited. Bodes very well for the future of Indiana basketball. Can't wait to get these guys on campus. You're listening to the Assembly Call. Go to assemblycall.com slash join to activate your free membership. You will get our weekly six banner Saturday news roundup delivered right to your inbox each Saturday or Sunday morning, depending on the week. Uh, that way you can stay up to date with your Hoosiers during the offseason, even once the season begins. The URL is assemblycall.com slash join. I am Jared Morris talking IU basketball with my co-hosts on the Assembly Call. Ryan Phillips and Zach McCrite. And Zach, you had a thought at the end of our last segment where we were doing uh, scouting reports of each of the three recruits. Let's well, get to that I, now. I know I know reading the comment I had is I know reading um, Adam Crone's notes, with the exception of uh, Jerome, who just seems to be, you know, an, an all out star in the making that the other two, at least with one of them, he's got athleticism. Uh, as a minus, and the other one, uh, that's with Race Thompson, and, and with Demisey, it's at, you know another a minus. It says athleticism question mark, and I'm just wondering, it, it, is this or maybe it is a question? Maybe I've got two questions. Is this outside of Jerome? Maybe a, a group of three that might lack in in the athleticism department more than we uh, more than we would I, hope from our first three recruits. I think Ray Thompson has athleticism and I think it shows up at times, but it's not consistent. And I think to me that says that he needs to get in the right weight program and, and, and needs to maybe gain some flexibility because when guys are athletes, uh, sometimes they don't know they're athletes and they don't perform like they're athletes, but they've got athleticism to be unlocked. And, and I think again, Thomas Bryant was the guy we saw that. I mean, Thomas Bryant's vertical went up tremendously when he's at Indiana. And the reason why is he learned better habits. He learned, you know, they worked on his flexibility. They worked on things that he had never worked on before, strength and muscles he'd never used before. And all of a sudden he was a much better athlete. And I think that's there with race Thompson. You watch race Thompson, catch a ball, flat footed, jump up and dunk it easily. I mean, I know he's six, eight, but there's bounce in his step. You see how high he gets off the floor. So it's almost like when he's motivated, that athleticism is there, but you don't see it play to play. So that tells me it's there. He just needs to learn how to use it more properly. Um, for Anderson, I'm not sure if, how athletic he's going to be. Um, he hasn't he, he hasn't run the floor a ton in the in the, in the tape that I've seen. Um, he's not getting high off the off the ground when he's going to the hoop. So I'm not looking at him as an athlete. I think Grace Thompson. It's there. Obviously with Hunter, it's there. He is an athlete and and, and it has enough athleticism uh, to fit the style of game he plays. Uh, and the only other thing I wanted to ask was, you know, what what previous weakness or maybe what current weakness that IU has got the best jolt? Well, I think that these these guys, uh, two of them for sure, and maybe even Anderson as he bulks up a little bit, they can all play inside and then also step out on the wing. I mean, they're not going to be back to the basket post guys, but they can defend down there and, and they can help you out. And that's a very thin area of the team, sort of in the way that Colin Hartman and, and Jawan Morgan can play in the post. That's probably not their best spot. Um, they're probably better as sort of like that, a, a wing player or a four, you know, a stretch four, but they can go down in there if needed and they can, they can, you know, 
take the punishment of a, a of a post player. I think all three of these guys can do that. But that's you know again, they're wing players. Most I think race is is more of a stretch four kind of guy, but they're wing players who can get inside and mix it up. And I think that that is need you need that in the Big Ten. You need those guys who can get down there. They on the can block. also shoot it. I mean, these are versatile guys thing. who all three of those guys can step out and shoot too. So yep. when you have you know good size and versatility, I mean, it's going to give Archie a lot of options because that's you know, that's all, the best all, three, part. all three of these guys could play together. You know, it's not like oh, you've yeah, got these yeah. three guys and they can never be on the court together. You know, and, and no, that's sure. that's and, good. And, and, and and people were wondering about that, like, oh, well, they're all listed as small forwards and whatever. No, they will work together. It's it's they, they can all play. And they're going to be uh, joining Justin Smith, another guy who's, you know, kind of right in that same size range. But exactly. You know, I'm a big uh, fan of, of and this is my last thought. I'm a big fan of a team. You know, everybody talks about like with with the, they go offense first. And, and believe me, I'll take shooters for days. Don't get me wrong. But I would really like a team that would be able to switch on everything. I mean, I, I'm just a, I'm huge on that. Like, if you can give me a team that can switch on everything and not lose too much of a beat, then I think you're at. I, I kind of feel like you're at uh, the, uh, the sort of team that can knock off a and don't get me twisted here a Golden State Warriors type of offense, if you know what yeah. I mean. No, and that's right. And that's that's you know you're able to spread the floor, but then you can take those guys with that length and put them on the block if you have a size matchup. So. Headline: Zach says Indiana can beat Golden State. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, I right when I was about to say, I was that, like, this that, is totally that has supplanted get... Ryan got tape as the new headline for this episode. <laughs> okay, so let's get to some of these questions. Uh, so, first question comes from Jordan. Within reason, what would be your ideal finish to the 2018 class? And he also adds, how much tape has Ryan watched on the new recruits, and did he discover them? Uh, so we know how All much tape them. you All watch, through. Ryan. Which one would you do? You want to put in an early claim on discovering? Any of these guys? I guess I'll go with Hunter since I like him the most. But no, I actually have been he's of the three guys. I've followed him the longest because somebody at an AAU tournament a few months ago, I have some friends who are AAU coaches or assistants and uh, somebody tipped me off to him a few months ago, said he'd be really good. He thought he was going to wind up somewhere like Xavier or something like that. Um, and he thought he would be really good. And and so I, I watched a little bit of. Uh, you know, just highlights of him a couple months ago and never knowing that IU would get him. So I've, I've liked him for a while. And I, I think, as I said, I think he's an ascendant player who's going to move up the ranks very quickly. You're listening to the assembly column. Jared Morris here with Ryan Phillips and Zach McCright. So let's take the first part of Jordan's question within reason. What would be your ideal finish to the 2018 class? Well, I mean, Jordan, if you're asking for the ideal finish, Give me Romeo Langford, give me Darius Garland, and let's throw in Lugans Dort from Canada as well, a five-star shooting guard prospect. I don't think – I mean, there aren't a lot of big guys on the radar because there just aren't a lot of big guys in this class. So mm-hmm. you It's always, a very thin class. Yeah, yeah, you always want to get a big guy, but that may not happen this year. Now, you look in future classes with a guy like James Wiseman who's listing Indiana, you know, there may be more big guys there. But, you know, so those would be the ideal. But, but I think – Look, we all know that we want to get Romeo. Obviously, everybody would love to have Darius Garland. Either way, Indiana needs to get a point guard. So Darius Garland, David Duke, Rob Finnessy are the three names that you hear. You know, some other conversations have started, you know, with Archie Miller and some other point guard prospects, maybe just to have some backup plans or to put some pressure on, you know, a guy like Finnessy. Who knows? But I think any ideal situation is going to include Romeo Langford, and I think Indiana absolutely needs a point guard. And then if you can get you know, a really talented player like an Aaron Henry, who I think would be a great ad, or, you know, a guy like Lugans Dort, you take them, but, you know, you also, there's only going to be one senior, you know, when Juwan Morgan leaves, and you may want to think about saving one of those scholarships so that you can balance the classes a little bit more. It just kind of depends on, you know, how Archie wants to, uh, wants to balance that and what level of player he could get to commit right now. Uh, but certainly Romeo's in there, and then you have to get a point guard. I think those are the two that everybody's focusing on. And rightly so. Uh, Ryan, any thoughts on what your ideal finish? To the- I think it'd be it'd be uh, Robert Finnessy and, and Romeo Lankford. I like Finnessy. Uh, I think he's undervalued. Um, he's I think he's the 24 composite has him around 115 or 114. Uh, I think he's better than that. Uh, I think he's one of those guys that's flown under the radar. He's a, he's not big. He's six foot, maybe 170. Um, and he and was ranked get- higher than that. He just struggled in the spring and dealt with some injuries and, I, I, and didn't play quite as well. 
and and I think he's yeah, and I think he's he's as you said, I think I think that he's struggled and he's undervalued. Uh, and then uh, you know, but get, then getting Romeo Langford, that's two Indiana guys. Everybody wants Indiana guys. Aaron Henry would be nice as another wing you can add. Uh, but again, really as you said. It is, and and there's not a lot of size in this class, so adding another versatile wing uh, is pretty much where you got to go. But again, as you said, um, you know it'd be, it'd be nice to uh, to to save a scholarship or two because it doesn't look like many guys are going to be leaving after this year. Zach, what do you think? And how hard are you working to get Romeo right now? <laughs> um, I'm going to be doing a lot of play by play. I don't know if I knew that last time I was on or not, uh, but um, oh, for New Albany games? Yeah, yeah, we. Now that I'm back in town, and I, I I just moved. For those who didn't know, I just moved back to the to Indiana after five years away in different markets doing sports radio. But um, uh, yeah, they got me back doing play by play like I was doing before I left, and uh, I am sure the docket will be loaded with New Albany games. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I guess I would just I'm 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 way down the road here, but I was just thinking about you know if if you if you did finish off the class with a Romeo. A, do you think they stop at four? And if they do, it would make no. it – I don't think they would. But if they do, it would be interesting to see who your point guard would end up being that would come out of that. I mean, would, I, 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 don't, I don't necessarily see Romeo as a, as a point guard at the college level. So um, Devontae I think that would be interesting. I mean, Devontae but, Green would have to be your point guard. Or that would Al be Durham, your guy. depending on how Al Durham develops, which we don't know yet. I forget but. about Durham. But, yeah, you're right. I, I was thinking maybe Green or Bust. But – that's just what I was thinking as you guys were talking. That's what was processing. See, and, and I don't think that would be good because I think it's good to have those versatile guys, but none of those guys are creators. Like, I, there's got to be kind of a guy, you know, in a Yogi Ferrell mode, and you're not going to find a guy that good, I'm sure. Uh, but there's got to be someone to make things happen and distribute and get guys where they need to go. That's, and, and I think Rob Finnessy would, be, not, would really fit well in that role. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to step on you there. I'd, then The answer to your question then is to fill out this class, it's not necessarily a big man. It's point guard. Like yeah. no, yeah, they have to there's get no a, big men to get yeah. anyway. Right. Yeah, they yeah. have to get a point guard this year. I don't think there's any there's any question about that. I think they have to go get a point guard this year. Um, even if they don't get Romeo Lankford, who I agree is not a point guard. I, I see him more as a as a scoring guard. Um, I think you've got to get a pure point at some point in this class because there just isn't that depth on the roster uh, of of another point guard. Yep. All right, guys, let's, uh, we've got some more questions. We are going to get to those in our final segment coming up, uh, including a really interesting idea someone proposed for how Indiana fans can work together to convince Romeo to come to Bloomington. We'll get to that coming up next. You are listening to The Assembly Call. I'm Jared Morris here wrapping up another week of Talking IU Basketball with Ryan Phillips and Zach McCright. And we've got a couple more good questions that you all submitted, and so we want to get to those real quick. Uh, this question comes from Kyle. Which of the three commits do you feel was the most important or impactful as far as future recruiting goes? This is an interesting question. Uh, Zach, do any of these three stand out as being more impactful than the others in terms of who it will help Indiana get down the line? Well, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a big picture stance at this, and and hopefully you guys will understand. The listeners out there will get it. But there was a lot of times over the course of the Tom Crean era that we moaned and complained about um, uh, Tom Crean not being able to get enough Indiana-born recruits. You know, so. And, and and don't get me wrong. I mean, I know that, you know, I know Cody, I, I, I get Cody Zeller, Yogi Ferrell, et cetera. I mean, I get all that. Okay. But I know we still complained. We still complained. So um, I'll go ahead and go with the South Bend boy and say, that's the guy. He may not be the best player, um, but it, it, it's at least for me, it's a message that, it, and, and kind of to bounce off what Ryan said in a previous segment, not just Indiana, but the surrounding areas are being kind of infiltrated now where I'm not sure how much that was really being done in the Tom Crean era. So um, I, I, that, that right off the bat, you know, just out of the gate, if this happened in year two, the same class happened in year two, and there wasn't necessarily an Indiana guy in this first class, maybe we don't talk about it, but um, you know, that at least off the bat, whether you get Romeo or you don't get Romeo, at least it's like, okay, Indiana boys are good enough for Indiana. 
And um, I, I'm, I'm not sure we always got that thought in the past, um, you know, in spite of your, your yogis and your, and your Cody's, et cetera. I mean, I mean, Tom Crean started out well in the state. It just petered off quite quickly. That's, uh, that's kind of dropped true. off. You know, I, look, I mentioned earlier that race Thompson was AAU teammates with Matt hurt. And so that could certainly impact that future recruit, but I'm going to go with Jerome Hunter here just because I think he's the best player. And I think the best way to impact future recruiting is to put the best team on the floor. I mean, guys want to go where they're going to have a chance to compete for big 10 titles for national championships. You know, the one and done types like Romeo Langford, he wants to go and really have success in his one season. And so I think the better team that you can put out on the floor, the better you're going to be able to attract recruits. And I think pretty much everybody who has talked about these three commitments thinks that Jerome Hunter is the best player right now and the guy with the highest ceiling. And so I'm going to say him just because the bottom line is you want to put the best team out there. Uh, Ryan, any, any different thoughts on who is the most impactful of these three guys in terms of the future? No, I, do, I actually agree with you, shockingly. Uh, I, think, I well. think it's Hunter because I think that um, – he's a guy who's going to come in and make the team better. And I think that, and I've said it from the beginning that, you know, even if this wasn't a great recruiting class, the way that Archie Miller is going to win recruits and you can say, do it with all the flashy stuff. You can do it with your personality. You can do it with this. You can do it with that. Best way to get to recruits is to win. And, um, you keep winning and, and, and the recruits will come. And I think that that's, that's the best path to do it. And I think Jerome Hunter is the guy who helps you win the, the most, uh, the soonest. I like so we, I think that I feel like we agree more often than not, don't we? I don't know. I just like creating conflict. You do. You do. <laughs> that, okay, that, that is the name of your memoir. I just like creating uh, conflict. Creating. There we yeah, go. Yeah, we've got, there it is. We've got that's me. Memoir. It certainly won't be better than advertised. No, no. no that's of course t- not. Just, just I think that's one of the I should, just, I should, No, I should, I should name my, my memoir as advertised, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> that okay. is one of the great things about this show, though. That's the, that's the chemistry part of this show, is that <laughs> everyone is trying to create conflict with someone else. That's I right. love it. That's right. Uh, okay, so I got to get to this because we teased it. This is from Noah. So Noah texted me this. There's an idea starting that would have IU students go down to New Albany and cheer on Romeo for a couple games this season. Realistically, how much do you think this might help his decision to see IU fans at his high school game cheering him on? Also, if this plan were to start to hold water and when the high school schedule is released, would you guys mind helping to advertise to reach as many people as possible? So I have a couple quick thoughts on this. Number one, I feel like there's already going to be a whole lot of red in the New Albany stands no matter what. Now, if students but go... will it be Louisville red? Ah. I, uh, well, okay. When I said red, I meant Indiana. I think I think there will be plenty of Indiana fans there. Uh, so, what do we think, Zach? If if Indiana students start going down en masse to New Albany, is that creepy, or is that hey, they really want me, and this is a little taste of what it'll be like at Simon Scott Assembly Hall? Well, creepy is a sliding scale when you're talking about sending out Twitter messages yes. to these kids and okay, things look, of that nature. Don't going tweet. and watch. Do not tweet yes, players. Yeah, if you yeah. want to retweet tweet their announcement and say congratulations or whatever, but don't tweet directly at players. Like just yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that 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 going to a high school kid's basketball game is not a, a, a little weird, but at least you're not tweeting directly at a at a 17 year old. So that's good. Um, I, I think the first thing that came to my mind is good luck getting a ticket. Um, yeah. You're like that's you why might, the smart you, people call the games. That, that's exactly right. I'm Press not going to be... Is a beautiful thing, on. people. There's a reason I got into media. It saved me a lot of money over the years. <laughs> but um, I, I, I would say if you're going to get it, like you you better hope for advertisers because um, I know, you know, the, the doghouse at New Albany, they call it the doghouse. It, it seats, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere in the five to 6,000 um, range, and it will be sold out every night, like every night. So... Um, Go go early, I would say. I'm sure there will be some left at the door around four or five o'clock. Go early, or hope for advertisers that will uh, that will help you buy a, a ticket that will that will be scalped uh, on the side of the street. I'm just telling you. Or go to his road games. Make oh, it turn his ro- turn his road games into home games. That would be very cool. Again, I think I like that idea the, better. That's that's very good, but though there will be a lot of gyms smaller than the one I just told you about. So good luck finding a ticket to those as well. Yep. Hmm. That's what I, I mean. That would be my plan. If, if you're, if you're trying to formulate this plan, guys go to the aim for the road games. Go to Seymour. Home games, first of all, especially if you're in, yeah, Seymour, uh, some, I mean, I covered games in that league for a long time. Uh, 
you know, he might play at one of the Columbus schools. We don't have a schedule out yet or whatever, but he he'll might play at be Columbus up in East. The, that's in the same conference. He'll play at Seymour, and those are both a half-hour drive from Bloomington. Jeffersonville, okay. I'm sure. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, Bedford, uh, not Bedford, Bedford. but yeah, Bedford's Bedford in the, in the conference. And then yeah. there's and a Jennings all, County. Jeffersonville is just as far away as New Albany, but as far as Columbus, uh, Columbus East, Jennings, Jennings County, County, Seymour, Bedford, those are all within 45 minutes of. Uh, uh, of Bloomington, and uh, I'm sure at least half of those will be on the road. So those are, that's a good idea. Recruiting Make is, a night out of it. it. It's such a weird thing, like when you step back and think about it. Like here we are, three grown men, you know, on a Thursday yeah. night, and we're talking about the high school schedule of a 17-year-old who's about to well, play Well, we both covered – well, again, I, know. I covered that conference for like five years, and he he's currently a radio guy for it. No, so I'm just – I know, I'm just saying. When you step back and think about it and think about how much time and attention is paid – you know, like I, I was talking to Heather earlier this week, you know, and, and you know, excited about all the news and stuff. And I, I was just kind of like, yeah, you know, we're excited because because uh, three high school guys decided announced yeah. that they're going to go to college. And I mean, that's part, of, part of the reason when I when I, I talked about I pruned my little sports tree, you know, as, as you get older and you, you have more responsibilities. The reason I pruned this limb is for that specific reason. Like, it's like. Okay, I, I, I'm excited, but I, I will be that that'll mean I'm following 16 and 17 year old boys really closely. And there's just something. Ugh, okay, you guys do it. It's yeah. called being an Indiana native, man. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I know. And that seems like a perfect note to end this. Oh, week's of show course it is. Yes. <laughs> all righty. Well, that'll do it for us on this week's episode of the Assembly Call. If you want to see us do the show live and be part of the live chat, join us at assemblycall.com on Thursday nights. For the live simulcast of our Assembly Call radio recording, or you can always subscribe to our podcast by searching for Assembly Call wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to go to assemblycall.com slash join to activate your free Assembly Call membership. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week to talk IU hoops again with you. Until then, keep your elbows in and your eyes on the rim. And go Hoosiers. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Assembly Call. If you want to support the show, please share The Assembly Call with a friend or family member who loves IU basketball like you do. You can also visit assemblycall.com support to learn a few ways you can help, from donating to grabbing official Assembly Call gear to buying IU merchandise that you'd buy anyway but using our special affiliate links, which get us a commission. We rely on the support of audience members like you to keep the Assembly Call alive and growing. Once again, the URL is assemblycall.com slash support. Thank you, and as always, Go Hoosiers! Sticky notes, email alerts, a string around your finger... They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. Tonight's Mega Millions jackpot is over $250 million. Whew. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player client. Sticky notes. Email alerts. A string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. Tonight's Mega Millions jackpot is over $250 million. Whew. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player client.